0: They won the game, they clinched the NFC West, but is it the post-game press conference that everyone's going to be talking about? That's the focus of today's TDN Daily. And welcome into the Friday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast, Chris Schubert back with you here once again on the show. Hope everyone had a great week. Hope everyone's having a great Friday. The weekend is here. We've got some football. We had some football last night. That is the focus of today's show. But we got some football tomorrow. We've got some football on Sunday. Going to be a big week in the NFL with a lot on the line. But before we jump in to the... Big story, which is a potential quarterback conversation that might have to happen this offseason in San Francisco, or at least the comments from Kyle Shanahan leading towards what is probably going to be another newsworthy offseason for the San Francisco 49ers. But before we do that, like I said, got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, Bet online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They're always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. All you got to do? Head on over to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Well. I think it's obvious to start. The 49ers, they beat the Seattle Seahawks last night. They clinch the NFC West. The Seahawks, we talked about them on yesterday's show, how important of a game it was for them. Well, they lose. They fall to 7-7. Seven seven. They lose Tyler Lockett in the game. Things not trending in the right direction for the Seattle Seahawks, and they are going to have to finish on a pace to be able to get themselves back in this playoff picture again. We think 9 is going to be the number in the NFC. Well, that means they'd have to go 2-1 and one down the stretch here uh, and they're not playing 2-1 and one football right now with the way that they've played against now. San Francisco in a short week, Carolina, the Raiders, even that close win against the Rams. So it has not been uh, easy sledding for the Seattle Seahawks. But if you want my thoughts even before the loss last night, you can listen to yesterday's show about that where we'll we dive into detail about how Seattle is potentially letting all of this slip away. So that's the, in, the direct ramification of the game last night 49ers clinch a division clinch a home playoff game they continue to roll with Brock Purdy for Seattle it's going to be some soul searching here over the final three weeks to see if they can salvage something from this and not let this all go to waste but it is the comments after the game that I think generating a lot of buzz not because of their immediate ramifications right and it might not have ramifications but I think context is important and as we sit here on December 16th the way Brock Purdy is playing for the San Francisco 49ers coming in in the game Uh, against Miami, the way that he played against Tampa, and now the way that he played in this game against Seattle, there was a lot of buzz around Mr. Irrelevant, a seventh-round draft selection, the third-string quarterback there in, in San Francisco playing as well as he is, adapting to this Shanahan offense as well as he is, and leading this San Francisco team, stepping in for Jimmy Garoppolo, who stepped in for Trey Lance, and not missing a beat in this San Francisco team playing the way that they are right now. That's the context right now behind Brock Purdy's play. And so maybe the season doesn't end as well. Maybe they flame out in the postseason. But again, if they're going to get this level of quarterback play with the defense and coaching staff that they have, I think they're inclined to make a run. So if they do that, then I think the comments last night after the game from Kyle Shanahan, whether he meant meant them or he didn't, and whether he understands the implications of them or he doesn't, they could make for another wild offseason because that's the way it's been for the San Francisco 49ers. They have had year in and year out Quarterback controversies, quarterback conversations in the offseason. Are we going with Jimmy Garoppolo as our starter? Is it time for Trey Lance to be our starter? And then this offseason, what are we doing now? Are we going to trade Jimmy J? Well, no, he's got the, the shoulder surgery, so we can't trade him. We're going to release him. No, now he's actually going to come back and he's going to be uh, our backup quarterback. Now we're going to go with Trey Lance. Now Trey Lance gets hurt. And so now Jimmy's our starter. Now Jimmy's playing well. So now what do we do in the offseason? Because we don't know what we have in Trey Lance. And this cycle is just repeating itself year in and year out, season in and season out. And I don't think it's going away anytime soon. And I think we might need to add a new name into the mix. So the comments from Kyle Shanahan afterwards. Sorry for the long-windedness. Just want to set up the context as best as I can. But the comments from Kyle Shanahan after the game last night of, he's definitely the most poised rookie I've ever had. That is a quote from Kyle Shanahan on Brock Purdy. Now, it might not mean anything. It might just be heaping praise on a draft selection who was not anticipated to be factoring into San Francisco's long-term plans. He's come in and he's overseen three straight wins for the San Francisco 49ers. So Kyle, trying to do right by his guy, wants to throw some praise on him and telling him how poised he is, how calm he's being, and he's just you know taking it all in stride. But boy, can I not help but think about how you're talking about he's being the most poised rookie you have, and you are not, what, two, three years removed from trading all of that draft capital to move up to get Trey Lance? It's not like you took Trey Lance in the second round or the third round or you waited and took Trey Lance in the spot that you had him. You moved heaven and earth. You moved all of that draft capital. You moved up in the draft, and you're still kind of dealing with the repercussions of that. Also, so that you could get Trey Lance in your building. And it, so far, has left a lot to be desired. Trey Lance has not lived up to that potential. Now, it's mainly because of injuries. Now, he hasn't looked great when he's been out there, but he hasn't gotten a big enough sample size, I think, for us to judge in the same way that we judge maybe a Zach Wilson, a Trevor Lawrence, a Justin Fields from that same draft class, right? And so we're not that far removed from that decision-making process. We're not moved from... We're not far removed from that decision. And so for Kyle Shanahan to say what he said that this is the most poised rookie that I've ever had, yeah. I think it's a bit of a I think it's a bit of a shot at Trey Lance. I think it's heaping praise on Brock Purdy. I think it's heaping praise on what we've seen from a guy who again was not expected to be able to contribute or was going to be asked to contribute to a division winner, a NFC contender, a Super Bowl contender in the San Francisco 49ers, but he stepped in and played admirably. He's done even more than I expected. Right? We talked about this when the Jimmy Garoppolo injury happened. I said, "Well, the one thing that the the 49ers need, they just need Brock Purdy to be Average. If this is going to be the start of the rest of the way, they just need him to not cost them games. And if they get anywhere close to the play that they were getting with Jimmy Garoppolo, then they're not going to miss a beat and they're still going to be considered a favorite. Well, he's, he stepped in and he hasn't missed a beat. He has looked good. Now, you could say what you want about the opponents that he played, Tampa, uh, and then last night against Seattle, right? You you, you kind of use the Miami game as a wash. Were they prepared to play Brock, Brock Purdy? Were they able to make the adjustments? And Miami hasn't been playing good football of late anyway. He wasn't expected to do this, but he is playing good enough football for them to win, and this is where I want to take this because these comments right now, they're obviously going to generate some buzz and they're going to generate a conversation, but I think the fact that San Francisco has won three in a row, the fact that San Francisco has clinched the division, the fact that San Francisco is playing good enough the football to be a legitimate contender in the NFC, to be a threat to the Eagles as the, you know as the favorite and could beat the team that dethrones the one seed um, Philadelphia Eagles if they were to meet in the playoffs that's going to generate a lot of focus, right? And so this might might come and go and this, th- we might get a couple days of this but it's ultimately, I think, going to fade to the background where it's not going to fade to the background again, context matters here but if Brock Purdy continues to play well and this team wins a game or two in the playoffs and they just fall short they come up short in a close game in the NFC Championship game or they make it to the Super Bowl whatever the case may be like as long as they're not one and done I think is the point I'm trying to make here as long as they're not a one and done team if Brock Purdy plays well These comments, I think, are going to circle back in the offseason and we're going to once again have the conversation of what are the San Francisco 49ers going to do long term at quarterback? You still have Trey Lance. You still have that investment. Do you view it as a sunk cost? And do you think you have to try to get him on the field? You have to give him a fair shot because you haven't really given him a fair shot because he's been hurt because he hasn't been able to play enough games. Or is Brock Purdy going to just take over and play so well that that's the way it's going to be? Now, what I think this is going to certainly do, if Brock continues to play the way that he's playing right now, I think it makes it even easier to tell Jimmy G, Jimmy, we thank you for your time, we thank you for your commitment to the San Francisco 49ers, you've been through a lot here, you've done a lot for us. We're going to go our separate ways. I think it's much easier for those sides to do that if Brock Purdy didn't emerge and Brock Purdy came in and they lost the Miami game and they've struggled the last two weeks and they're kind of just hanging on to the division and they're hanging on to a playoff spot. Okay, then we would need to have a conversation in the offseason about, man, they might need to keep Jimmy G around because you don't know when Trey Lance is going to come back. You don't know if he's going to struggle and you want to have a really good backup, a safeguard, a hedge. Uh, option on the roster. Well, if Brock Purdy can play well enough to be that hedge, to be that backup option, be good enough to maybe compete for the starting job, I'll get to that here in a second, then I think it makes it much easier to walk away from Jimmy Garoppolo. So that's step one, because they're going to have to make a Jimmy G Decision: Do we bring him back or do we not bring him back? Well, Brock Purdy's play. Those comments from Kyle Shanahan. Again, we'll see the way the rest of the season plays out, and that's what we're doing here. We're playing out a hypothetical. But the comments just had this, this you know, wormhole playing in my brain. And I was just going down the rabbit hole on this and trying to figure out what this might look like. I think that makes it easier for them to say, you know what, Jimmy, we're going to move on. You, you We're going to go our separate ways. And it allows Jimmy to explore other options, and there are going to be plenty of teams looking for bridge quarterbacks for next season that are, might look for immediate starters or look for a two- or three-year bridge while they try to figure out a younger option down the road. And so I think there are going to be options for Jimmy Garoppolo. So that's step one. And then step two is, is this going to be a complete open quarterback competition between Brock Purdy and Trey Lance? Because then the narrative, the conversation, the discourse over that is going to go on all offseason long. Who should be the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers? Who puts the 49ers in the best position to succeed? And again, if they go to the NFC title game or they go to a Super Bowl or they make a good deep playoff run and it's Brock Purdy, He's one of the main reasons why they get there. How is he not walking into training camp the incumbent starter? How is he not walking into training camp the, with the leg up over Trey Lance? And that to me is going to be the most fascinating part of this. Is then you could really have a true quarterback battle. Okay, Trey, I know we traded all those draft cap draft picks for you. We traded that draft capital. We believe in you. We believe you in this system with your tools and traits. You can take this offense to a whole, to whole new heights. We want to give you this opportunity, but you got to go out and earn it because this kid he stepped in and he made the most of his opportunity. And I, I think that's the way Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are going to run things. They're going to want to go with the guy that gives them the best chance to win. Also, don't think I'm not paying attention to the way the teammates are talking about Brock Purdy, about the way that they feel the confidence in him, the way that they feel he's playing. Those things don't go unnoticed either. So... It's going to be a very, very, very fun ride in the offseason. For I think all of us, for 49ers fans, I think they're sick and tired of this. I think they would just like to know who their starting quarterback going into the season is going to be, have it be settled, have there be no controversy, and be able to just walk into the season knowing the way the case may be. But with the way Brock Birdie's playing, I don't think it's going to be that easy. I think we are going to continue this circus once again. And again, he's got to continue to play well. But I think those comments that we heard from Kyle Shanahan will be played again in the offseason if Brock does continue to play well and we truly have another quarterback controversy. Although if I'm a 49ers fan, I think I'd rather controversy between Brock Purdy and Trey Lance than I would Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe it's a, a, a fresh update to this controversy. Maybe it's a fresh update to this conversation. allows it to be just a little bit different. But again, how can you not be excited if you're a 49ers fan with the way Brock Purdy is playing? He has stepped in and you have not missed a beat uh, as a team. You still got Christian McCaffrey, that helps. You still got that defense, that helps. You got a lot of things going your way. Uh, and Brock Purdy stepping in, acting like nothing's different and continue. Oh, and one more thing. Speaking of Trey Lance's draft class, you didn't think I wasn't going to not talk about it. Zach Wilson drawing back in as the starting quarterback for the New York Jets because Mike White is not going to be cleared for the game and then the Jets have a short week the next week, a Thursday game against the Jaguars, so there might be an opportunity for Zach to play two straight games in, in, in a row. And so You want to talk about quarterback controversy. You want to talk about quarterback circuses. You want to talk about quarterback discourse for the San Francisco 49ers. It's even louder. It's even more pronounced. It's even bigger deal in New York, and Zach Wilson is going to have an opportunity, an opportunity that Trey Lance obviously doesn't have because he's hurt. Zach Wilson's going to have an opportunity to turn things around here over the next one, maybe two games to figure things out. My feelings are, I don't know how much can change in three weeks from where Zach was uh, after that last game uh, against New England. I don't know if things have changed since he's been working with the threes and really hasn't been prepping a four-game week. Uh, Robert Sala said he'd been working with the ones all week to get ready just in case he he was needed to go. Uh, We'll see. I, I don't Expect a lot to be different, but it's going to be a big story because the Jets, are trying to keep themselves in in the playoff race, it's why they made the change to Mike White in the first place, and now they're going to have to go away uh, from Mike White for at least one, potentially two games with Zach Wilson, and to to. to continue the theme of what the San Francisco 49ers are going through. It would not shock me if Zach Wilson played well against Detroit, if he had to play in the game against Jacksonville, plays well against Jacksonville, and then there's a quarterback controversy uh, on hand in New York for those final two games of the season where a playoff race uh, might hang in the balance over the result of those last two games. We'll see. That's going to do it for the Friday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Hope everyone had a great week. I hope everybody has a great week, and lots of football bowls start later today, uh, and we are in full bowl season, so it should be a lot of fun. Hope everybody has a great rest of their day and a great week. Weekend. thanks as always to bet online for their continued support of the podcast make it a great weekend I will talk to everybody on Monday